Hey everyone, welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. We're glad you can join us. As you can see, we are joined by a special guest who I will introduce in just a second. Uh, but before we begin, my name is Ben, uh, and uh, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Uh, they make this possible and they have supported us for many years and we hope you support them as well. So if you already use them, you can still tell them that you appreciate them uh, sponsoring us. But if you haven't, you should go check them out for the next school year over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine. Uh, they're an amazing source of encouragement. Uh, they are very like-minded to the Smiling Homeschooler and we know that if you haven't already, you should definitely subscribe and you will be encouraged. So go do that over at homeschoolingtoday.com. All right. Well, let's get going, Mom. Uh, as I just said, I'm joined by my mom, Debbie Wilson. Uh, Dad will be joining us here in a little bit. He had to run uh, Cohen, who is my nephew, uh, back to his house, so he'll be here shortly. But Mom agreed to kindly join us and kind of do an end-of-the-year check-in, uh, answer some questions, and uh, yeah, we always appreciate you having her. So thank you, Mom, for being here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just not to waste any time, and I know you don't love being and sticking around for super long. How's I mean, are you getting close to the end of the school year? When are you thinking you'll be done? Um. Well, we head to Florida next Tuesday morning wow. for a convention, and that will take almost the whole week. So, um, I can't remember. Is what's the last day of May? Is it that Tuesday? I don't know. So Next we'll probably Tuesday. either wrap it up right before we, no, I mean like after the Florida weekend is Memorial Day is on Monday. And then when does the month of May end? Tuesday? Wednesday. <clears throat> Wednesday. So I might tie up a few loose ends when we get home that Tuesday and Wednesday. Otherwise we'll just be done before we leave. I'm not sure yet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you feel like it's gone overall for this year? Anything uh, you've liked, anything you didn't like, uh, just kind of overall vibe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good year. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not incredibly anxious to quit um, like some years, um, other than the fact that it's just nice not to have to think about it and have to add that to the day. But um, we've had a good year. I've enjoyed pretty much everything we've done. Nice. Um, but I'm just trying to start to think about next year. I think, I mean, one of the, one of the reasons it's probably gone so well is because I've avoided a subject I don't really want to have to do. <laughs> and I know I really need to do it next year. So, um, what subject so, is yeah. that? <laughs> oh, writing, okay. like just yeah. making them write a lot more. So, uh, I guess I'll have to tackle that next year because we pretty much didn't do it this year much at all. So, And that should yeah. be encouraging to anyone who's listening. We do practice what we preach in terms of if it's just a struggle, it's okay to just take a year off or six months off or, you know, whatever you think fit. But uh, I mean, what's... I had them write a little bit each day, but not like really right. So anyway, go ahead. What? No, not, that, that's fine. I mean, what is... Is it just, you know, attitudes during it, during it? Has it been, you know, what's the biggest challenge no, when it comes to it? It's just because I hate teaching it. Oh, like okay. <laughs> I hate trying to teach them how to write. Like, yeah. So I just avoid it because it takes a long time. It doesn't come easily to them. And honestly, I think I have to let go some other subject in order to add it in. You know, I don't think we can do everything and add that i think i need to replace a subject with that for next year in right. order to be faithful and diligent at doing it so um so 
Well, hold on. I wanted to look up. This mom was just saying she's just enjoying a second grader. Because what, I mean, Jed will be, what is he next year? 16 or 17? He's I mean, 15 he's, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he'll still be yeah. 15 into the next year. And then Cal's almost going to be 17. 18, right? This next time around. Well, so a year from now. Yeah, but that's just crazy. He just turned 17. Yeah, right. I know. Oh, that's up. crazy. Have there been anything yeah. new you tried this year that you really liked? Or have you mostly yeah. stuck with things you've, you know, tried and true? Um, well, I, you know, just to give a plug again for world watch, um, we start our day with that and that's been wonderful. And then, um, I, I've really loved our history, which I know I've mentioned before multiple times, probably. Um, that's a video we watched Dave Raymond's American history. Um, I tried something new for science. Um, I wanted, I did a creation science course with them. Uh, from Compass Classroom, and uh, it is extremely in-depth, extremely in-depth, but um, I really wanted them to have a super strong foundation in um, creation and all of that, um, because I know a lot of kids are getting tripped up, you know, in higher learning if they go off to college or whatever, just, you know, the evolutionists really know their stuff. And so you can really trip up a Christian kid if, if they don't, you know, fully have arguments against it and know why they believe what they believe. So so I don't know if I would recommend the class. Um, I, I mean, the only part of it we did was watching videos because there is so much in there. It is so, so a lot. (laughs) And so I feel like that's been good, but, um, it's been a bit of a struggle to get through even right. watching videos because it's, yeah. But um, just plugging away in math, teaching textbooks and what else? Um, she, uh, someone asked, would there be a level for grade two as far as creation stuff you're talking about? Do you know, do they have all age groups or is it for older kids? Um, the one I'm doing is a high school level, but um, I would say can check out Answers in Genesis yeah. for something good for that grade level for creation yeah. science. And uh, Joy said, what writing curriculum will you use? Because my kids don't like writing either, seventh grade. Do you have any <laughs> uh, plan as of yet, or are you just kind of starting to think about it? I'm trying to figure out who I can pay of yeah. my older children to teach them. No. <laughs> um, well, I, I've always, I own IEW, which is Institute for Excellence in Writing, and Ben can attest to that. Before we did that course, Ben, remember you couldn't write a sentence yeah. on your own. And at the end of the year, you I said, can, can't write three subject. sentences on my own. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one I like, but, but you get as a mom, you get a little bit tired of teaching it with all the kids if you have several. Um, so I took a break from it. I feel like that one's very formulaic. Um, like if you have a kid who does not hardly know how to write past a sentence, it gives them a formula and a um, a way to write that is pretty concrete subjective. So that works well for some kids. Um, it doesn't really work as well for a natural writer that loves to right. write already. But so the course I bought to go through with them is EIW, which is essentials in writing. And instead of, um, like, like IEW, you kind of take someone else's work and rewrite it. Whereas EIW, He's having you learn how to just write out of your head on a topic. Is this you know, totally to... unrelated or are they? Yeah, totally unrelated. Okay, yeah, just yeah. 
Yeah, they go right. by those Just initials and it's very confusing. <laughs> and it's videos that you watch like IEW and then you do some assignments and stuff. So I just need to be diligent at it. I just right. kind of avoid it like the plague, but <laughs> no, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I feel like it would be exceptionally hard if like, I mean, for me, you know, pouring out words just in general is not a challenge in life. So yeah, I would no, think no, if you're not that way, that would definitely be a lot harder. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I've had them, I had them each have a notebook, like a journal thing. And every single morning I asked them yeah. a certain question that they had to write down their answer, but that's all we did yeah. really. So it's pretty, yeah, what would you, relax. and actually I want to save a little bit more of the planning for next year. Uh, Cause I think that'd be interesting. I don't think we've ever talked about that. Like what does like look like, you know, cause you don't want to just be a start spending the whole summer planning for the next season, but how you can yeah. kind of think ahead without thinking about it the whole time. But we'll talk about that later. But uh, what would you say to the mom who didn't feel like they covered everything that she was supposed to cover in her mind, supposed to quote unquote, uh, yeah. what's that look, what, what did that look like for you? And what does that look like? What, what would you, advice would you give? Um, I would just say, just don't worry about it. When you're, when you're ready to be on summer, just walk away and close the book and it's okay. I mean, really everything is arbitrary, especially elementary. It's like, it just doesn't matter what you do in third grade versus fourth grade versus, you know, it, it just doesn't really matter. Like it all kind of builds off of each other and is some of it's um, comes back around. So it's just not the end of the world. If you don't finish things, just start either back up where you left off next year or just start on the next um, level. Because a lot of, a lot of times the end of the year's kind of review and the beginning of the year's review. So I wouldn't sweat it or worry about it. I would just be done when you're and when it's time to be done. Some of these, I, I know the questions, but do you, uh, or know the answers, but do you always just instantly go up to the next one the next year or, do you know, you know, do you hash yep. through the same ones or, uh, yeah, I, I think we're currently in our second year of the same math because, right. um, it's just not one of my kids strong suits. And so we've just slowed it down and taken longer to get through it. And that's fine with me. Um, and I would say we've done that before with history too. It's just taken us longer than a year to get through it. Right. But that's partly because we just don't get to it every single day. Our, right. our lives are very busy and um, yeah, there's just days we don't even get to that subject. So um, it's, it's so funny to me because it's so, certain subjects I feel like specifically are like mind-blowingly obvious how arbitrary the lines are you know it's like right. history yeah. to me it's like one of those ones where it's just like it's literally there is no definition right. of what you know no, what's matter. easier for one person not for the other but or, or you know or like what year it's like oh for six-year-olds this is it's just so funny but you know people still feel that uh that that draw to well, to hit all yeah. the, the grades you know i think they've been brainwashed to think that Oh my goodness! In third grade history, you have to cover this, this, and this, and it just does not matter at all. Right. When you cover certain things, yeah. you know, except for I've heard I've heard arguments for both. I've heard arguments with start with the world and narrow down to you know U.S. U.S. And I've heard because and I've heard other people say with little kids start with U.S. because that's what they know, and then wait and broaden out to the world. And so it just it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's so funny. Huh? Yeah, and I mean. Obviously, like math, you know, I get that it progresses in terms of hardness, but uh, but 
you know, again, math's math. It's going to be, I, I think honestly, the other part I was thinking is like, I feel like being an adult is just being okay with not remembering and knowing any of this stuff. It's like, it's not that you now know it all. So you're now an adult. It's that you're just like, well, I mean, I know the basics, but I don't remember most of it. So I'm just okay with that now. <laughs> you know, like it's not, I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying like most of it, you just doesn't right. get well, used really, and though, then you I forget mean, about it. In all of elementary, if the goal is for them to get, familiar with their math facts and know the basic right. operations and fractions probably and whatever I'm else forgetting. But until you get into higher math, those are the essentials. And right. it just, you know, builds off of each other, yes, but you can cover a lot of ground in a year if you have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. Catch up even. Yeah. Um this is a little bit kind of switching gears, but these were just some questions that we had from people have asked us or, you know, gathered over the years. But what do you, you know, Reading is obviously different for every child. That's a big one. You know, it's something that everyone will need to use through life. But what about if they have a kid who's maybe a little bit older? Uh, you know, they can fill in the blank. But, you know, probably more like the 8, 9, 10, you know, even older sometimes. What yeah. would you say to the mom who's struggling still where it just feels like their kid's either not getting it or uh, that can be a really scary, hard place for them? Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, if 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 the kids um, struggling to the point of tears or to the point of you wanting to, you know, wring their little neck because they can't <laughs> breathe yet, then I would say just back off because it's just not worth that. Um, if it's just like some of my boys, you know, they just, it was a little bit painful to listen to them read out loud even. It just was not fluid and it was just took so long and it was so laborious. Um, and I would just say, you just keep plugging away and you don't worry about it. So you just, you make them read a little bit to you every day, wherever they're at, whatever level. And I would add to let them read whatever they want, whatever interests them. If you have to get a comic book or a cartoon book, it does not matter what they're reading. Just, um, and, and pick stuff that's easier for them so that they have success because nobody likes feeling like a failure at it. And it's, you know, too hard and frustrating. But if if they're slightly beyond a certain level, let them do that level so that they build their confidence and and feel good about it. And then it'll just you can slowly increase from there. But eventually they're gonna get it. Like even if they're 12, you know, they're gonna get it eventually. And sometimes it just feels like they're in that slow, awkward phase for years almost. Um and that's okay, but don't, you know, I would say take a break if it's to the point of extreme emotion from either of you. And then if it's not, just relax, plug away, let them pick things that interest them, um, and just, you know, keep plugging, and it'll eventually get, and then, you know, as they get a little more fluid, then you're going to require them to read a little more, because that's, it's just the thing that practice makes it easier, you know, so. Yeah. For sure. That's with Renly. It's just like she gets frustrated or something. It's like, Renly, you can't you just get used to it. You're not going to have to sound it out every single time for the rest of your life, but you just have to practice, right. you know? Yeah. But, and yeah. I think reading to them helps a lot. Yeah. I've always read out loud to my kids and just keep doing that because, you know, that for one thing, it gives them desire because if they're enjoying a good story, then they know 
you know, I can do this on my own sometime and then I can be enjoying a story even if mom's not reading it to me. But it also just helps them become better readers by hearing, you know, having stuff read to them. Yeah. I mean, just the, the potential of books is an important thing to even have that desire to care. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll do, let's see, what time is it? Let's do an ad real quick and then we'll do a couple more questions here. Um, I want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. Uh, they are an amazing math curriculum uh, that we've used them for, I don't know, 10 or 15, 10 to 12 years probably at this point. Uh, and we've loved it. They, we've used all the different versions that they've had essentially at this point. Um, and uh, we work with them closely because we really believe in what they, what they are, <laughs> what they do. So if you guys are struggling with, you know, with your kids with math uh, and you haven't already check them out, they have a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Uh, they're a really amazing company. I will say that we also want to thank homeschooling today, a magazine um, as they will often say, they're not just a, uh, not just a magazine, they're a movement. And uh, it's a quarterly magazine created by real people with a passion for honesty and encouragement. You won't find, find articles telling you everything you're not doing. Instead, you'll find homeschooling parents who have walked where you are or have already been there, uh, and they want to help you succeed. You can see their digital magazine that's out, or you can subscribe at homeschoolingtoday.com. And as this is going, I'm just sitting back and listening because the conversation is going really, really good. I'm not going to ruin it, so I'm just going to listen. Okay. Well, uh, as mom, you mentioned a few minutes ago, oh, yeah, you got your magazine right there. Nice. Yeah, they're really beautiful. <laughs> it's really an amazing magazine, uh, and they're an amazing amazing group over there. Um you know, we met, you mentioned, obviously, we're close to summer, or we are in summer, really, but you're close to the end of the school year. You know, some people like or want or think it's better to, maybe they don't like it, maybe they just do it because they think it's better to continue on through the summer, maybe doing a couple of the main things like math or, uh, you know, whatever else, fill in the gap or fill in the blank. Do you, what do you think about that? Uh, what would you suggest to the mom who thinks maybe she should, even though she doesn't want to? Or even the one who thinks she wants to, <laughs> maybe there's an answer to that too. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I hesitate to say it too strongly because everyone's personality is different, but um, I would probably only encourage that if it's the kid who really wants to, like they just are super excited about learning math and they just want to keep doing it every once in a while in the summer or even every morning just for fun, like just because they like it. I wouldn't be opposed to that probably, but if it's the mom driving it because she thinks they're going to forget or they're going to have to start back over and all that, I mean, that's just not true. I mean, every single one of us had a summer break and we didn't have to do it all summer and summer was heavenly because I don't have to think about it and they don't have to think about it. And so I just feel like if you if you do still do that, it just gnaws at you. You know, you just have that in your brain every day. I got to do that. And it just doesn't feel the same as a summer. But the only reason, the only way I would say maybe is if if it's the kid initiating it just because they're excited and right. want to keep going, you know, I would be okay with that just for something for them to do. But. And then so that, that <laughs> what you said right there, I think is, is important is like, and any other habit, you know, or something where you're trying to do it, you know, maybe it's working out or something like that. If you're like, okay, I'm going to do it every day. 
and then you don't, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I should have done that. I forgot. You know, so if you, even if you're like during summer, it's a lot easier to take days off. But if you're thinking I should be doing it, I think it's really easy then to feel like you're failing, even if, you know, it's totally fine not to. Uh, and I mean, it's I really short, too. It's break. not that long. Yeah. I just think all everyone needs the break from totally. it. Like it just makes everyone more excited to start back up. And it's it's just long enough. Like, I mean, I just it, it feels flies. hard right now. Especially everyone. if you're in a colder climate. I mean, it's like these are very, very few days. It feels like, you know, yeah, it just goes so fast. True. So you need that time. Uh, and your kids will just I mean, that's just part of like childhood. I feel like, you know, having the summer without school. So. Um, yeah. and do you think that's the same for routine? Um, like if they take it off, they'll break the routine of the day to day. Or do you think like, did you try to keep certain elements there? I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I did like, like part of the reason I liked homeschooling with little kids was because it gave us some routine to our days. And so I did fear that a little when summer would be over, um, and I did try to kind of have a loose routine in the summer, like meaning like on Mondays, we'll try to do something like this, whether it was the stay home day and do laundry and blah, blah, blah. Or I'd say, you know, let's on Wednesdays, we're going to try and go do something fun that day. I tried to kind of have a general, um, I don't know, just kind of a, a game plan for the days because school does take leave a big void kind of and not that free play isn't wonderful but if you have a bunch of kids or even a few kids sometimes it just and not that boredom's bad because boredom's good and kids will get creative when they're bored but even for me it just kind of helped us have I would say we had a loose routine but it didn't involve school it was just maybe you know I, I can remember one year um we tried to have a day where we did something for someone else so like we'd go visit like an older lady on a certain day or we'd write a letter to an older person you know just something just things like that that just Mm -hmm. kind of gave us some sort of a little bit of structure but yeah i don't know and I mean, one thing, uh, Kelly, but I'm kind of a routine person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people out there are, I mean, we, from our pers- homeschool personality test, which is over on homeschooling or the smiling homeschooler.com. There's a lot of people who, uh, do identify with the Falcon. So, uh, that, that tends to wear owl as well, I think. But, um, Kelly here said, I, uh, my son wants to go right to the TV if I don't do something. So maybe I'll do read alouds in the, in the morning. Um, that is something off off also during the summer we would cut back on the amount of screen time we'd have obviously in some climates maybe the summer is almost more like your winter you know if it's like 105 outside every day maybe it is more of a stay inside but um you know for us it was like well we're going to enjoy the summer it's going to be outside and even with our kids now it's like you know during the winter we might let them watch you know part of a movie before bed but now it's often more like 15 minutes or something maybe before the end of the day or something like that but um was that something you always did and is that something you still do what do you think of you know kind of restricting that during the summer yeah i don't remember how long ago we started that um probably when all of our kids were um into some sort of games or video games kind of thing but yeah we started taking the summers off they were just i mean we still did some tv but yeah we tried to not let them be on screens for video games and stuff for the summer months um, 
And, you know, it's, it's not pleasant the first week or two, but after they adjust, it it's really becomes very freeing. And, um, you know, when they don't have that as an option, they'll find other stuff to do. And it's, it's pretty heavenly. In fact, two years ago, it was so wonderful all through the summer when we were done with it that we, you know, didn't bring it back even for the winter. So our kids have had to not do that for the last couple of years. We let them every once in a blue moon if if brothers are playing or on a special occasion. But it has been one of the best things we've done because they've just they've honed in on other things and gotten good at other things. And it's I just don't have that daily argument, that daily begging for more, that daily that's what they default to every second that they have free. So anyway, side note. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like religious. I mean, you know, they no, still I do know. play games sometimes every once in a while, but, uh, it is just restricted a little bit. Um, uh, but so these, I think are a couple of the most important questions here because, you know, at the end of the school year, I think a lot of people, you know, they may not make a change right at the end of the year. Uh, if they're trying to decide if, if they're just feeling like this is a failure, I'm not, they're not learning anything. Uh, I should just put my kids in school. So maybe we'll take that the second part in a minute here. But the first one is just, what would you say to the mom who just feels like she did a lousy job, uh, just failed as a whole and her kids didn't learn anything. What would you say to her? Cause this end of the school year is a time of reflection, I think to some extent. Yeah. Um, I, I would say a couple things. I would say that's not true. Um, because, um, they've, they're learning every day, whether you're doing school or not with them. I can remember hearing like us, I don't know if it was a report or a story one time about a lady who couldn't do any school for a year cause she was caring for her, you know, sick mom or something. And she tested her kids at the end of the year and they advanced to the next level, just like they had the other years. Like, it's just not true. I mean, and so, but, but if she's that discouraged and feeling like she wants to quit, I would say she needs to reevaluate what she's doing because if it feels that bleak and hopeless, then you probably have too high of expectations or you're using too rigid curriculum. That's just hard to get through hard for everyone or boring or too much busy work, or there could be a long list of things. So if, if it's not, if it's that bad, um, I would reevaluate how you're doing school. And, and maybe it's because your kids are just out of control. You know, maybe you just need to spend a while working on character and not worrying about school because that can be a reason it's miserable too. So, um, but I would say the worst thing you can do is to quit and put them in school. Um, I mean, we just were talking to a mom a week or two ago at a convention and she walked up to our booth and said, I ruined my kids' lives by putting them in school, literally ruined their lives. And she went on to tell us all the horrible things. And she said, I just want to tell everyone, don't do it. Please don't do it. It's so much better off at home, regardless of I mean, regardless of how bad anyone thinks they're doing or it's going, it's still better. So, yeah, no, I mean, that was kind of the last thing is just, you know, to the mom who just is on that verge, uh, you know, where she's like, I just kind of have to put them in. I just can't handle it anymore. I mean, I <laughs> from being one of your kids, I know you were to the point of I can't handle it anymore, at least a lot of times. <laughs> so what did you do in those moments? And 
<clears throat> would you do it again? And uh, what would you say to her if she is in that moment? Are you saying what did I do when I was in I that mean, moment? both, maybe, because I know you were there, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah. not to truly, like, I'm ready to wheel them off down to the public school. But you, I remember you saying, like, yeah. I just can't handle it anymore. Like, we just have to send them in. Like, we just can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> what did you tell yourself? Yeah. What did dad tell you? Uh, what kind of helped you get through that? And then that advice maybe can yeah. just apply to any mom who's out there struggling in that same spot. Well, a big part of my help was Todd. And so a lot of moms don't have that. I mean, he was the rock. He was the one always telling me, you know, always encouraging me and telling me I could do it and helping me figure out what I could do differently or whatever. Like, so that, I mean, he's probably the number one reason I didn't quit because he wouldn't let us number one. And number two, because he, he would talk me off the ledge every single time because I was on the ledge frequently. <coughs> or in the closet crying and he would find me there and and he'd probably either have us bring in dinner or go out if i was in that state and so must be um, why we ate out so much wow no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. yeah uh what was the other part of the question um no just like what yeah so what helped you get through those moments obviously yeah. dad saying that and then yeah you know I, mean, I would i would spend the summer reading a couple you know good homeschooling books that don't make you feel guilty, but that give you encouragement and rest. We have a book called The Homeschool Experiment that's a really fun summer read. It's it's a novel fiction, but based on her first year homeschooling, but it's super encouraging and practical and um, helpful. And But there's another book called Teaching from Rest that's encouraging. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I um, Think there's one by Diana Waring. It's an older one, but it's called Things I Wish We'd Known or something. And it's a whole bunch of veteran homeschoolers. And I mean, you just read the book and they all just over and over say the same type of thing. Just yeah. relax. You're not going to ruin your kid. You know, read things that encourage you that way, not heap more on you. Yeah. Um, and just, I think even just stopping school helps you reset and and rethink things. And if you can go to a convention nearby and listen to speakers that can encourage you um, and help you keep your eye on the bigger picture. Because I think right. when we get that way, it's because we're lost in the woods. We just cannot see straight. We are so overwhelmed and so clouded. We cannot see the bigger picture, but you have to trust people like us who are older. I mean, we're getting old and I mean, our grandkids are starting to homeschool like we're old, but I still have two. Your kids uh, are, not your, your grandkids are about yeah. to be homeschooled. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we've graduated six and I'm here to tell you it, it works and it's okay. You're not going to ruin them. Like they're going to be fine. And it just doesn't. The alternative is things. not going to be better. There is no, no world no. where sending them in will be better than what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, I love whoever said, I think it was, is it Grotto or whatever, who said, no, I can't remember. Someone said, you know, treat them like the school's on fire and get your kids out as soon as quick as possible, because just don't do it. Don't just close the hatch. Don't have that as an option. And then you just have to say, we're in this for the long haul and we're going to make it work. And if you have to watch videos for a whole year just to get through school, then do that. It's still better. So, yeah. It's crazy to also just the, the rejuvenation that encourage being real is, you know, with 
your friends, I would say as well. Um, you know, I, I know just people tend to share the good stuff, but you know, like the other day we, you know, our kids have just been struggling with some attitude stuff. And one of our other friends, uh, who are close, they were sharing, Oh, we've just really been struggling with attitude stuff. And they're just like sharing some hilarious story of the kid just saying something absolutely, you know, hilariously bad, but it was just so whole, you know, so healing to hear like, other people are in that same situation. <laughs> all in the same boat. Right, exactly. So if you have homeschool moms, make sure you are trying to be real about the struggles and don't put a brave face on it every time because they need, you know, everyone else needs to hear that from each other because everyone is in that circumstance except the freaks who aren't, no offense, and those are just hard to be around sometimes. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But it's just so important. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that. Thank you, mom. That was really good. But dad, you want to give us a close, close this out? I will. I don't even know why I do this. I mean, you both did better than I would ever do. And just so you, because I know mom says you're listening to this, you're thinking to yourself, Debbie has it so easy. She's so wise and she's got it, you know, because I know that's how all moms think. And my wife is all those things, but she didn't come to that on the first year or the second, or the third, or the fourth, or the fifth, or the sixth. You know, it takes a long time before you kind of, like she said, you figure out they're going to be okay. Really, I just need to enjoy them and kind of guide them along the way. And that's a really natural thing. So we're going to close it out now. Um, we're excited. We're going to be up at the Inch Conference, which is in Michigan and Lansing this weekend. If you're there, please stop by and say hello. Um, we're, we've got five weekends in a row where we're going to be doing lots of uh, traveling. So we'll be in several places. You can see our schedule at our website. Um, we have some resources that my wife mentioned. Um, you know, another good read would be Lies Homeschooling Moms Believe, or maybe just Family is Hard, Deal With It. You know, all encouraging books uh, along the way that are real and funny and encouraging. So have a great rest of the week. Um, enjoy your children and don't forget to smile. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Again, if you would like to purchase any of the books that we mentioned, head on over to our store at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. This is a great way to support what we do as well. We also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. Go support them and check out a free trial at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, don't forget to smile.